listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Glad you joined us on this edition of American RVer. First up, Peg has a perfect strawberry crepe dessert that's simple yet delicious. Next, we talk with Mark and Leanne Quashus. Mark is very active on the Tiffin Forum and has his own website, RVCruiser.com. We hope you're out having fun with your RV, and thanks for tuning in to American RVer. It's springtime, and the grass is growing, and the trees are blooming, and the strawberries are ready. So it's time to do something on American RVer with strawberries. You all know about strawberry shortcake, um, angel food cake with strawberries on the top. Now how about a strawberry crepe dessert? That's what we're going to make today. First thing you're going to do, beat one egg, add that to your bowl. We're going to add our liquid ingredients to that. Just as to, this is to make the crepes themselves. I have a quarter cup of skim milk. Okay, I lied. I actually have 1% milk instead of skim third of a cup of water. So of course you mix all your liquid ingredients first. This is going to be a very um, thin batter if you will. Just a tablespoon of vegetable oil. Very easy. There we go. Once those are all mixed together, now I'm going to add my dry ingredients to the bowl. Again, this is going to be a very liquid uh, batter for the crepes. I have two-thirds of a cup of flour. Ooh, just dump that all right in. And then I'm going to add a quarter of a teaspoon of sugar. This is not a real sweet crepe. It doesn't really need to be very sweet, but you need a little bit. And then I'm going to add just a pinch of salt. Okay, how much is a pinch? Eh, that's about a pinch right there. Mix it all up. Get that nice and mixed so you've got a nice smooth batter. And then what we'll do is we'll go ahead and fry these, you know, just like a pancake in a saucepan that's been heated to medium-high heat. We're going to take this batter and we're going to pour it into uh, just a regular saucepan. This is a nice sized pan. We're going to heat that on medium-high heat. I've already preheated my pan. It's a non-stick pan so I don't need to add any kind of oil to that at all. Now crepes are interesting because you've got a thin batter and you've got a very hot pan. So I try to take my label in as fast as I can. When I put that batter in, I tilt my pan around so I can cover as much of the bottom of the pan as possible. Of course, the more batter you have in your ladle, the bigger the uh, crepe you're going to get. I'm going to make some small ones because this will be a dessert crepe. It really doesn't take long at all for that uh, batter to harden up. And as soon as it starts getting a little hard on the top, you'll see it. You're going to just take your spatula, flip it over, and now you've got a nice browned crepe on one side. You'll let it cook for just, again, not even a minute, not even 30 seconds, probably 5 or 10 seconds, and your crepe is done. The nice thing about the hot nonstick pan is that it's nonstick, of course. So let's try one more, see how we can do. And then what you'll do is you'll just finish all the crepes, get those done first, and then we'll go on to the filling.
Okay, we finished making our crepes. I just did five or six of them. Now I'm going to take a half a cup of semi-sweet chocolate chips. I'm gonna melt them in top of a double boiler, and if you don't have a double boiler, two pans will work. Boil the water in the bottom. Melt your chips in the top. And uh, once those are melted, now we're gonna spread them onto the crepes themselves. Oh, there's nothing better than melted chocolate in my mind. And of course, this is a semi-sweet chocolate, so you know that's gonna taste really good too. I'm gonna take one of my crepes, we'll put it on my new plate over here, and put it on the side that's not quite as brown. Take a little bit of chocolate, spread that on that whole side. Oh, yummy, that looks really good already. And then let's go ahead and take some of our sliced strawberries. This is where the strawberries come in. Don't forget those. We're going to put those down the center. Oh, just fold them over the top. Roll them up. Oh, that looks nice. And now, of course, the, you need to top it with some whip topping, just like that. And if you want to drizzle just a little bit more chocolate on top, however you want to do that. I like a lot of chocolate. And there you have it, a nice summery strawberry crepe. Enjoy! Mm. That's good. Charlotte, North Carolina is a special place. You have the Panthers, the beautiful Skyline, and of course, Lowe's Motor Speedway and NASCAR. But for RVers, Charlotte is home to the best satellite sales and service company in the Southeast. Cordell Satellite Sales and Service specializes in installation and repair of TV and internet satellite dish systems. Cordell has been installing Motosat internet uplink systems for your favorite NASCAR drivers. The best news is that you too can get Motosat satellite internet. If you're tired of fighting with your air card or trying to find a Wi-Fi hotspot, give Cordell a call at 704-264-9486 or email them at mohotogo at cs.com. Their certified technicians do make house calls. Trust Cordell Sales and Service to install or repair your dish. We did. Remember, since 1995, it's Cordell Satellite Sales and Service. As they always say, once a customer, a friend for life. Call 704-264-9486 for your satellite TV and internet needs. On this edition of Friends Across America, we run into some Midwesterners, and I'm very excited being from the Midwest myself. We're talking to Mark and Leanne Quashus, and they have a unique perspective on RVing and have shared their RVing experiences and their RV technology with the rest of us in the RV community. So that being said, Mark, I know that you guys are from Wisconsin, which is awesome, a pr pretty hard part of the country to be from. And uh, you were telling me earlier that you started out in RVing when? How long ago? It would be 2000. 2000. In 2002. 2002, and you started with the Winnebago. Yeah, we started with the Winnebago. We bought a 33-foot uh, Atasca Sun Cruiser, mm -hmm. and that was going to be the RV that we were going to keep for the rest of our life. 18 months later, <laughs> we traded for a 40-foot diesel, and three, month, three years after that, we bought this 42-footer. And this is a Phaeton? This is a Allegro bus. Allegro bus yep. from Tiffin. From yeah. Tiffin, right. It's a very nice coach. Now, are you full-time or part-time? 
we're part time. Yeah. <laughs> we would love like to be, be full time. We would love yes, to be full time, but <laughs> you travel as much as you can. We travel right? as much as we can right, right now, and some of the part time jobs and work I do manage to give us extra time on the road. Mm -hmm. Now you told me that you like to jump into things feet first. And so yeah. when you started RVing, you started researching everything there was to know about RVing and your particular brand or model of your coach. Yeah. And what did you do with all that information? Well, I started out researching the Atasca Sun Cruiser and all the brands that, that we were basically interested in. And I got onto the IRV2 web forum. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I answered a lot of questions for people based on what I had learned and I learned from it and they eventually asked me to be a moderator on it so I moderated that forum for a number of years. Now being a moderator means what? Being a moderator at that particular forum meant kind of riding shotgun, making sure the posts were in order, people weren't getting out of hand and also trying to direct the, the topics. And basically I, I did more work instead of moderating is more like uh, tech answer questions. People would say, gee, this isn't working on my RV, why is that? And I'd usually propose the answer. And most of us as RVers really appreciate somebody who has that background who can answer those questions for us. Okay. So you must be a technical kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Leanne is the technical kind of gal and you're just learning no. from her. No way. <laughs> no, she just has to put up with me. <laughs> I call him my MacGyver because he's just okay. Yeah. So duct tape and you are good friends. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. Yeah. I'm never leaving without it. As long as you're not bomb making or something, you <laughs> no, know. No, no. I'm not good at that. So you moved on to the uh, Tiffin Allegro Tiffin, right. bus. Yeah. We decided we needed a, a diesel, and mm -hmm. we started shopping around. We thought we were going to get a Numar, and we kept looking for the right Numar, and nothing ever came together. We got to a dealer that we thought was going to have a good selection. He didn't have what we were looking for, but we saw this Allegra bus. Our son was along. He says, there's a nice looking motor home. And he said, yeah, but that's probably not a thing we're going to wind up with. You mm -hmm. know? So the dealer asked, do you want to take it for a test drive? I figured, OK. We walked inside. It was just what we were looking for all the while and everything. And we took it for a test drive. Yeah, this is nice. and. They gave us a quote, which is too high, <laughs> and then we went home and thought about it and prayed about it, and we went and stopped at a nearby dealer about two and a half hours from us, and we went to their open house. Bob Tiffin was there. We talked to him, and a couple weeks later, we signed for an Allegra bus. How about that? So, and you've had it ever since? Yeah. No. No, we had it three three years. Three that, years. That was our 40-footer. Oh. And then we bought, we decided when the tag axle, the 42-footers, came out that she had really missed that and, and the hydro hot for our cold temperatures, the, the furnace right. ability in that. And mm -hmm. So we started researching again and we wound up with this one and this one's the keeper though. Okay, that's fantastic. <laughs> now there's a Tiffin Owners Forum yeah, and you're involved in that as well, right? Yeah, I'm an administrator on the Tiffin RV Network Forum mm -hmm. and it's, it's nothing to do with Tiffin Motorhomes other than the fact that it's all Tiffin owners that just got together, they donate to make this forum operable, and uh, it, it's a great resource of information. We've had a number of people looking for the same thing over and over again, so the idea was to start the RV Tech Library. So rvtechlibrary.com is our repository of 
every kind of document you could think, owner's manual, spec oh. sheets, uh, things we've written ourselves, like how to winterize coaches, how to de-winterize coaches, how to fix this, how to deal with that, how to you know maintain parts of the coach, and it's it's been a very popular popular site for many RVers, not mm -hmm. just Tiffin owners. And that's all volunteer. That's all but volunteer. But then, because correct. based on your wealth of information that you had done and things you had done in your coach yourself, I understand you put together your own website then. Yeah, RVCruiser.com. That that's my website, and I put road tests on there of new Tiffin coaches that I was able to test drive. Mm-hmm and uh, do reviews and photo shoots on. And a number of things that I've done to this motorhome, I just can't keep my hands off of stuff. I you know? see. So, <laughs> and, so. and based on that experience yeah. of working on coaches, now people have been contacting you about writing articles for various magazines. Yeah, they have. I've been, uh, I w my first call was from RV Magazine. They've asked me to do a couple of articles and they've kind of moved it up the ladder to where I'm doing a lot of articles and maybe Midwest editor. So. Oh, fantastic. So in addition to not being full-time, working at another job, tinkering with your RV and writing articles, yeah. Leanne, you don't see him very much, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. <laughs> yeah. And what's the best part of all of that? It allows us to travel. To travel. That, you know, we always right. love to travel. Before we had an RV, we were always traveling. And mm -hmm. We always look forward to our vacations and that. And this yeah. is, so this now you found a way, maybe you can be full-time and support your lifestyle with uh, riding on the road. Eventually, yeah. Which I think a That's lot of people would like to do, but they don't really know how to do yeah. that. Or it may not even be appropriate for everybody. But right. you, obviously, because of your background and your ability to repair things and articulate that it makes perfect sense yeah. Yeah. I enjoy helping people so it's kind of a good a good fit yeah well yeah. that's great okay well we're about out of time but okay. I do appreciate you all being with us today did okay. you hear my y'all from Texas there yes, <laughs> that's not a Wisconsin sound no. yeah <laughs> so anyway thanks for joining us okay thank you and thanks for joining us on this edition of American RVer your satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.